Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad.
All right, welcome to the George Wanda Jr. Show. The, the George Wanda Jr. Show is now on the air. Thank you very much. I know that's in your heart. Uh, <laughs> the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. It's still cold outside, at least in the city of Chicago. And wherever you are, if it's cold where you are, I, please stay warm. Stay warm. And uh, uh, try to get through this, okay? Uh, I want to say a little bit about this book, Fire and Fury by Michael Wolf, and he's talking about the inside, the inside of the Trump White House, uh, which they gave him access to, the author who wrote the book, whom they're now scurriating, you know. So anyway, the, I, I, was, I just read somewhere where uh, this is a legitimate site, not fake news. Donald Trump is, you know, uh, you know, the media, I want to say this first, the media uh, uh, outlets the reporters, this is not fake news. Donald Trump calls it fake news because it, they print and say the truth. And he don't want that. The tr- Even if the truth is negative, it's the truth. And that's why he called them fake news. And there's so many people coming out and saying, Donald Trump, leave the media alone. Stop bashing the media. It's not their fault that they're because they're printing uh, uh, stories about you that are true. You may not like them, but they're true. And, you know, so I wanted to say to say that I want to hail the media because I think they're they're uh, uh, what America needs. And Donald Trump trying to uh, uh, scurry at them is, is just totally unfair when this man is a fake president. Yes, he's a fake president. He wasn't voted. Uh, he did not get the popular vote. Russia meddled in the elections and got and helped got him elected. Also, a lot of cheating went on. Well, anyway, let's get back to the book uh, Fire and Fury. Uh, and there is nobody in the United States, maybe the world, who hasn't heard of this book Fire and Fury. And right now I'm hearing that the book, the, the, the rights uh, have been sold. That means that there will be a movie. This book will be turned into a movie. It's an international worldwide bestseller, and it's about the Trump White House, as negative as it is. It's about Steve Bannon. As negative as it is, it's the truth. Donald Trump is a racist, a racist on top of being a racist. No matter how much he lie and try to say he's not a racist, he's lying. And we all know that. So this book, Fire and Fury, will be made into a movie. And so I've Someone just got through telling me that they heard that it was going to be a television series. Either way, <laughs> either way, it's going, this book uh, by Michael Wolf, the author, this book is going to the big screen, whether it's the movie theater or whether it's on your television set. This is going to be made into a movie. Who knows? It may be a television series and later on it might become a movie. But anyway, the bottom line here is that, <laughs> that Donald Trump and someone said, uh, who's going to play Donald Trump? There's no better person to play Donald Trump than Donald Trump. But I'm pretty sure they're going to squeeze out an actor from somewhere to play Donald Trump. It may be uh, the, the guy who's been playing Donald Trump all along, all along and won an Emmy doing it. Um, Bowen, 
uh, not Daniel Baldwin or William Baldwin, but Alec Baldwin. You know, it may be him. I don't know. But anyway, uh, something is going to uh, <laughs> uh, come of this, especially when someone buys the rights uh, to the movie. And we're going to, to this clown show that we got in the White House. It's a clown show. It's The Apprentice. This is a show. That's what Donald Trump is. So, um, and, and I'm so glad that so many people are coming forward and standing up against Donald Trump and saying what he is. And because we all know what he is. We knew what he was when he was running for president. We knew he was a racist. We knew he was a liar then. We knew he was a con man then. We knew all of that. And still, some people elected him to the White House. And now a lot of these folks are, there's no doubt about it, a lot of these folks are, are um, turning their backs on Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump has a base, but it is dwindling. It is more people are are dropping uh, Donald Trump uh, than a bad uh, cold or something. You know, they're dropping him. If, when people talk about Donald Trump's base, when you hear people talk about his base, you keep in mind that his base is shrinking. People are running from him in droves. They are disappointed in him. But Donald Trump cares nothing about no one. No one. It's all about Donald Trump. If you if you if Donald Trump is it, it acts act as if he cares about this country, he doesn't. He never did. He never he never will. What Donald Trump cares about is cash, making money off the taxpayers. You know, I mean, there's Donald Trump. Every time he goes golfing, we pay for it, and that's totally unfair. That's totally unfair. Anyway, there's going to be a book. <laughs> the book, there's going to be a movie from the book, Fire and Fury, whether it's a television series, whether it's going to be in the theaters. Uh, that's got to have Donald Trump and his goons in the White House um, quaking in their underwear. And also Steve Bannon, who was subpoenaed the other day and actually didn't answer any questions. He has now been subpoenaed subpoenaed by special counselor Robert Mueller, and he pledges now to tell everything he knows about what's going on in the White House and Donald Trump and all the lies and the liars that surround him and the racism. So we'll see what that happens. You know, but he's the biggest fish so far. He's the biggest fish so far. And I know, uh, and we all know that Mike Pence is probably embroiled in that. Paul Ryan and hopefully Mitch McConnell. These are thugs, criminals, crooks, liars, defenders of Donald Trump in the White House and in Congress. The American people be damned. Every time I hear Mitch McConnell say, the American people, the American, uh, and then you have um, Paul Ryan, the American people, well, the American people this. Who in the hell are they talking about? Because, because the majority of the American people Want, want their asses out of power. Obviously, they're talking about their rich donors, their base, because Donald Trump does not represent all of America. He represents parts of it. Any state that did not vote for Donald Trump, he doesn't give a damn about. He doesn't give a damn about Illinois. He doesn't give a damn about California. Any state that, that did not vote for him, he doesn't. That is why you never hear Donald Trump saying anything about the fires, 
in California, the mudslides, because he doesn't give a damn. Donald Trump doesn't give a damn about the people in Puerto Rico who are still uh, suffering. And he didn't even realize that he was president of the Virgin Islands. The guy is a buffoon. What can we say? All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me right here. Follow me all over the place. Not literally. Okay. Figuratively. All right. Angela Page uh, will be on the George Wilder Jr. Show today. Um, My guest yesterday was um, Christy Richardson, and she was wonderful, and she was just gracious, and, and I hope everybody you know, who are listening, are listening, you know, take heart and go get her book. It's a, it's a beautiful book that she written about her uh, special, uh, special education, uh, special needs son. I mean, not son, but daughter. She has, she has a special needs daughter and she was really, really, um, uh, it was really some good stuff. So, uh, you know, check, check out her book, uh, it's on Amazon. Just type her name up in the audio bar and just, you know, uh, Christy Richardson and you know, check out that book. I did. <laughs> I really did. I think it's great. All right. But now we're having Angela Page and we're going to see what Angela Page is going to offer up on the George Wilder Jr. show. And <laughs> um, the other day, I think yesterday also we had Maxine Waters, not, not uh, physically on the show, but there was, you know, I re- recorded a clip um, that she had um, that was made of the show. I can't think of the show, but anyway, we're going to play that again because uh, we've been getting some great responses for, from that. People want to hear that again because they, no matter what you think of Maxine um, Waters, she is a fighting Democrat. You know, I mean, and she hates Trump. She cannot stand Trump. Um uh, and some people are calling Donald Trump the most hated man in the world. Yeah, he has brought – I don't have to go through all of this litany of negative negativity of what Donald Trump has done and is doing to the United States. I'm just glad to see people stand up and not take it from this monster, not take it from him. Everybody heard about those shithole comments. Everybody know he used them in the White House. Bad, vulgar language in the White House. For him to lie and say he did not say that, and for his surrogates, his ass kissers to go around uh, uh, the go around these television shows, radio shows, to say that Donald Trump did not say that when we know he did say it because Dick Durbin and a few other people who were also in the Oval Office heard him say that. And and we all know Donald Trump is a racist. He said things like this in the past. So this is Donald Trump's M.O. And we know he said shithole countries. And for him to deny that is just another lie. And I think it was the Washington Post who reported just yesterday or the day before yesterday that Donald Trump has now told over 2,000 lies since being in the White House. Yeah, he's, he's probably up to 2,050 right now. This man is a pathological liar, and we all know it. The people who are in his circle, they're liars. They're going to lie for him. 
they go on these uh, cable shows and, and and such, and they lie through their teeth about Donald Trump. And a lot of these people who come on some of these go on some of those cable shows and lie through their teeth about Donald Trump, or they don't a- answer a direct question, they get their asses kicked off. And that's a good thing. The moderator said they will not take the garbage that the Trump surrogates trying to throw out on their show. And I'll say the same thing. Do not come on my show lying through your teeth about Donald Trump when I know better. We're not stupid. That's one of the things that these people actually do feel. Some of them feel that we are stupid. Stupid. You know, and we're not stupid. They're stupid for thinking that we're stupid. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Once again, I want to say Angela Page will be on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Folks, I am just, as I started out earlier this week, I, I have just had a lot of passion in my voice and a lot of passion in my heart because I'm just devastated like everybody else, still devastated over the over these Awful, awful, vile comments coming out of the White House, the United States, the White House, saying that African countries, Haitian countries, let me say that again, African countries, Haitian countries, and some continents of the world are shithole countries. That's just awful. I was pissed off, and so many people out here were pissed off. And showing their and showing their anger towards Trump for being such a vile racist, the president of the United States, a racist, a pig, a slime ball. But you know what? Trump Trump have said, "Well, hey, I'll take the heat." Then you take it. It's more than heat. You you're burning. And as I said before a thousand times, we're gonna get rid of these assholes. November. Uh, 2018. Vote and vote strong. Get these people out. Right now, at this very moment, they're telling me and they're saying, and I have read that they're, this coming Friday will be a government shutdown. Yeah, they're going to shut down the government. They're saying that they don't want to shut it down, but they're going to probably shut it down anyway. Shutting down the government means a lot of things are going to not work. Things are not going to be things are going to be closed. But however, the Democrats saying that they are going to push for a government shutdown until they get a DACA deal for the Dreamers. The Dreamers are a, a lot of people in, within the United States who were brought over here by their families. They're not legal residents. They're illegal, but they've been here forever, and they know nothing about. Mexico. However, uh, they, uh, they know more about America than they do about Mexico. They're, the Dreamers are threatened to be all of them. I think it's over 8,000 of them or something or 8 million, but something to that effect. Um, but anyway, they are threatened to be deported unless uh, a new DACA bill has will be signed into law. And right now, the Democrats are saying no DACA bill. Uh, basically, what they're saying is no. Uh, there will be a government shutdown unless there's uh, unless you sign to protect these uh, dreamers, the people who came over here, who were brought over here by their parents when they were small, 
they're not, but however, they're not American citizens, but they've been here forever. So if you know what I'm talking about, you get to you get to drift. But anyway, that's that's what's going on right now. The DACA people are all over the they're out for protesting. The, there's lots of demonstrators out saying, hey, wow, we want to protect these young people, keep them over here. Uh, they've done nothing wrong. They don't know anything about Mexico. Why ship them back to Mexico? Nothing about Mexico. They know more doctors, their dentists. We cannot have these people deported. So Democrats are saying, basically, uh, if you don't want the government shut down, give us a DACA. Now, I don't know how fair that is, you know, but I do know that when Republicans want Democratic support on something, on the bill that they've got, they're always trying to uh, have that bill also as, as what the Democrats are doing. So I don't know... Uh, what's going to happen? But I I have heard that it's imminent that there will be a government shutdown. It's imminent that the Dreamers, DACA, the Dreamers, will be deported because you know if there is a government shutdown, the Dreamers will be deported. However, is if there is not a government shutdown, they may be allowed to stay and they probably will be able to thank the Democrats for that. But it's it's far from that right now. So we'll just have to wait and see what's going on. But there are protests and demonstrations all over the place for these young people. Because my own personal my own personal feeling about it, I think they should stay. I mean they don't know anything about Mexico. But with the Trump administration, the Trump administration, Donald Trump and his administration, they're deporting people left and right every day. They're kicking people out of the country every day. Just the other day, they kicked some guy out of the, they kicked the Mexican out of uh, the country, put him on a plane as his family, as his wife and three children watched him get on the plane to be deported because his DACA status had ran out. And that's probably what's going to happen to a lot of these kids. They're going to be deported and put on a, a plane and taken out of here. And I totally disagree with that because these people, these DACA dreamers, they have skills, they have knowledge, they have talent. And, and America can use that to grow. Why get rid of people who've been here uh, all their lives, brought here illegally by their parent through no uh, fault of their own, and they're now they're uh, 15, 16, 17, 30, 35, 40 years old. They've been here all their life. Why deport them? They go back to Mexico. They don't know anything about Mexico. They were born there, but they don't know anything about it. They won't have the jobs that they have at, in Mexico that they have here. They will not have uh, the, the uh, 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 freedom. Uh, they may have the freedom, but I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, they will lose a lot of protections if this thing doesn't go through. And I feel for them. I don't think they should go. I mean, DACA, I mean, DACA, the dreamers, are all over the United States. And they're quaking in their pants right now because they feel as though the Trump administration is going to put them on planes and ship them back to uh, Mexico, deport all of them. As, as I've said uh, beside the uh, Dreamers, the DACA people, uh, Trump and his 
deportation officers, they're all over the world. I mean, they're all over the United States, all over America, deporting people. We may not hear about it. It may not end up in the news. But believe me, ICE is out there deporting people. Wherever they feel immigrants might be, illegal immigrants, illegal Mexicans might be, that's where they're going. To the warehouses, uh, donut shops, pizza shops, you name it. Uh, they're going in and grabbing these people off, out of their jobs, off their jobs, in their aprons, and putting them back on planes, putting them on planes to, to uh, Mexico and wherever. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, <laughs> a little passionate here, folks, because things are just happening in the world that are not right. I mean, and all of this you can probably uh, equate to the Donald Trump administration, and it's bad. If you would like your product, service, or your book to be mentioned on the George Wilder Jr. Show twice a day, four days a week, (laughs) right here on the George Wilder Jr. Show, just email the show or email its host for more details. Thank you. All righty. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. As I just got to saying, folks, I'm a little passionate, and I'm glad you're, going, you're sticking around. I see the lights lighting up here. So um, once again, uh, my guest is Angela Page, and we're going to be doing some more commentary. Um, we, we, find that we find ourselves in, in, in limbo here, you know, so... But uh, we're all about making the world a better place. That's all it's about. And uh, that's, that's what the George Wilder Jr. Show is all about. And I'm glad you're here to, um, to listen and to be a part of it and to engage. Here is Elizabeth Warren. Hello, women of Massachusetts. Wait a minute, not that one. And hello, friends of women of Massachusetts. All I wanted was a much-deserved promotion. And he told me to get up on the desk and spread them. All the men in my office wrote down on a piece of paper the sexual favors that I could do for them. All I had asked for was an office with a window. I asked for his advice about how I could get a bill out of committee. He asked me if I brought my knee pads. Those are just a few of the horrific stories that I heard from women over the last year as I've been investigating workplace sexual harassment. And what I've found out is that it's an epidemic across the world. It's a horrifying reality for millions of women when all they want to do every day is go to work. Sexual harassment doesn't discriminate. You can wear a skirt, hospital scrubs, army fatigues. You can be young or old, married or single, black or white. 
You can be a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. I heard from so many women, police officers, members of our military, financial assistants, actors, engineers, lawyers, bankers, accountants, teachers, journalists. Sexual harassment, it turns out, is not about sex. It's about power and about what somebody does to you to try and take away your power. And I'm here today to encourage you to know that you can take that power back. On July 6, 2016, I jumped off a cliff all by myself. It was the scariest moment of my life, an excruciating choice to make. I fell into an abyss all alone, not knowing what would be below. But then something miraculous started to happen. Thousands of women started reaching out to me to share their own stories of pain and agony and shame. They told me that I became their voice. They were voiceless. And suddenly I realized that even in the 21st century, every woman still has a story. Like Joyce, a flight attendant supervisor whose boss in meetings every day would tell her about the porn that he'd watched the night before while drawing penises on his notepad. She went to complain. She was called crazy and fired. Like Joanne, Wall Street banker, her male colleagues would call her that vile C-word every day. She complained, labeled a troublemaker, never to do another Wall Street deal again. Like Elizabeth, an army officer, her male subordinates would wave $1 bills in her face and say, dance for me. And when she went to complain to a major, he said, what, only $1? You're worth at least five or 10. After reading, replying to all, and crying over all of these emails, I realized I had so much work to do. Here are the startling facts. One in three women that we know of have been sexually harassed in the workplace. 71% of those incidences never get reported. Why? Because when women come forward, they're still called liars and troublemakers and demeaned and trashed and demoted and blacklisted and fired. Reporting sexual harassment can be, in many cases, career-ending. Of all the women that reached out to me, almost... <laughs> all right, we're going to get back to that. Okay, let's go here. All right, you're on the Hello? George Water Junior Show. Yeah, you're Hi, on. Hi, George. It's, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. At, at Angela Page, calling Angela from Boca Page. Raton, Florida. All right. All How are right. you? Uh, Thank you. Thank you for calling from Florida. Uh, Angela Page. Okay, let me introduce you. Angela Page on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Give us a little bit of your bio and tell us, uh, are you an author? I am. I'm an author. I just had a new book release called Suddenly Single okay. Sylvia. It's a novella okay. uh, and a boomer uh, senior dating guide. So it's a little bit of both. Wow. 
Yes. Senior dating guide. Wow. Maybe it is. It is. From there. It's, that's right. That's <laughs> right. The page so, on the and she's going to be talking about her book. Go right ahead. So uh, I is a novella. Oh, the bio. Absolutely. Uh, I am an author and also a, a, a web producer. I've also uh, uh, write and produce short films and sketches. I've had a, a sketches up on Funny or Die recently, and I've also uh, produced a short film, uh, also about a, a senior. So uh, that's kind of my, uh, my genre at the moment. So uh, <laughs> the would moment. you like to hear a little bit of the There's book? more to come. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the next chapter of the life, yes. So this is a novella about a uh, very neurotic matchmaker and uh, who uh, gets dumped by her husband. And um, would you like me to read just a little the opening paragraph? Sure. Why not? Sure. I was a wreck and couldn't even hold a cup of herbal tea without shaking. Herbal tea is supposed to calm you. But this was too big of a storm for herbal tea. I was numb, desperate with tightness in my chest. I believe my spirit was dying. He sucked all my life's juices when he announced he was leaving. He was running away with that tramp. How dare he leave his son, our lovely suburban home, and me? What kind of a man does this? So that is the opening of the novella section, and it, and it uh, details her recovery from divorce and uh, starting out as a, uh, a date, dating coach and a, uh, as a silver singles mingles organizer. And there's all her adventures <laughs> on getting roommates, and her, she, um, she uh, rents rooms to a Latina psychic chiropractor and an uh, Asian uh, transgender young person. Okay, it's- and it sounds a little. So it's kind of a. It's kind of a. Uh, sorry, it's kind of a. A Golden Girls meets Grace and Frankie. Oh, okay, but um, it's there's some humor there. Oh, it's a lot of humor. It's, it's the humor all the way yeah. through from start to finish, and okay. the second half of the book is the dating guide, uh, very frank and yeah. also uh, also humorous, uh, with a lot of tips about um, coming to terms with uh, dating at uh, at. Um, at a scene at uh, I'd say boomer the boomer age yeah anybody yeah, over boomers fifty sound a little bit better so exactly. I, I mean not to give it too not to uh, excuse me not to give away too much of the book uh, what are some of your tips on uh, for older people to start back to start dating if I sure well the first thing is you have to ask uh-huh. yourself why am I dating now um, and also are you ready I have a, I have some tips for widows widowers and divorcees of which I've been yeah. both actually I've been widowed and divorced yeah. so it's coming from from personal experience one of the I think the yeah. the, uh, the most telling part of the book is the first thing is to do look in the mirror and be honest with yourself and say am I dateable who would date me and if you can answer that question, you may need to do a couple of uh, of, uh, of adjustments in your over in your attitude and maybe your personal appearance. You want to put your foot yeah, foot forward. Yeah. Yeah, because as we as we age, we tend to uh, spread a little bit. And, right. Um, it's not so much that, but it's like just to make sure that you're yeah. looking your best. And we have to put a little bit of extra effort, you know, when you get older to uh, to, yeah. to shine yeah. when you when you step out the door. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. And, and you also no doubt about it, you have to believe in yourself because I that's right. Because I I, I do think that uh, I think one of the things that. One tip that I can probably give uh, older people in dating is to. Uh, because I, th- I think most people like 
you may have lost your looks. Well, I mean, everybody's going to lose their looks as they age. There's no doubt about it. Then you have to have that other asset that may get you over the hump when it comes to dating. And that's your intellect, maybe intelligence, how smart you are, because a lot of, a lot of people do like to be around other people who they think are smart. What, what do you say to that? That's right. Well, we, I have a section on here that says you need to approach this as if. As if you're the, you know, the richest, the most, the funniest, and the most intellectual and intelligent yes. person in the world. You've got to yes. have that positive attitude. Uh, and and yeah. that's when you have to leave the baggage behind. And that's what I think prevents yeah. us from attaining those, those connections. Uh, because we're carrying, at that age, we're carrying all this baggage. Kids, families, exes. And in my case, I have several uh, late husbands. So I have a lot of baggage I need to leave at the door. And, uh, yeah. and that's, a, I think, key for people of a certain age is you've got, to be, you've got to move forward and process what happened before and start over again with a new attitude. Let's say if you're, uh, I, don't, I don't know, 60, 60, 70, and you're a widow, whether a female or male, and you want to start dating again, where would you go to start that venture? Where would you start looking for someone like that? to date at well, your age. I actually uh, did write an article about this recently about how to meet people okay. and my big suggestion now is to is to is to look at meetups because they're not specifically singles meetups but look at your passions and your interests and and go to mm -hmm. meetups and see if you can't meet a wide variety of people, you know, of both sexes and all ages. So number 1, you know, you may looking for friends and, and you may not find a partner, but you make make friends, and that's getting out there, putting yourself out there, having getting new yeah. interests, and I think Meetup has been yeah. a great phenomenon for social interaction yeah. and meeting people. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen the website. I've seen the website, and I know all about the um, the uh, web address, and it's 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 been out there for years. Yeah. Yes, it's been out there. It's been getting a lot of popularity lately. Yeah, yeah, and and somehow it works. Yes, I think it does. All my my closest friends I hang out with are all from meetups. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, and one springs into another. And I caution people: the singles meetups may not be something. They do exist, and they're fun, and they do the ones that have outings and all that. But t pay attention to those meetups of things that that you like: dancing, art. There's film meetups. There's book club meetups. There's all sorts, and they and they attract, a, as I said, a wide variety of people. Not only people that you want to maybe have a, a relationship with, but get younger friends. I have done an, also an article recently yeah, on why yeah. it's important to meet younger friends because you don't want to end up at the end of your life saying, all my friends are dead, everybody's dead. You want a wide variety yeah. of friends that are younger than you so that they'll, you know, mm -hmm. that they'll be there for you. Hopefully still, there's still been, be a friend. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but... Um, you know, so uh, this is very fascinating, and uh, it's a lot of older people out there who are depressed, who are, who are lonely, right. who are worried, you know, and and living alone. And that's and right. That's how, right. How 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 would you uh, get these people to thinking positive and to better? And and also that lowers their life expectancy. Living alone to that's lower right. your life expectancy. That's right. That's and right. Well, the first thing is, if there is, are you feeling good? I mean, a lot of people are sitting okay. home, you know, suppressed and lonely and upset because they may have some illness or they may be in pain yeah. or something that prevents them Immobile. from pushing themselves out. That's one of the best things, that, you know, and to really try to get over whatever you've got, get get help, get so that you're feeling physically well. 
you don't want to go out and, and socialize if you're not feeling well. Yeah, and you're I mean, not you know you've met a lot of grumpy people. You meet grumpy people all the time in the supermarket, right? You know yeah. that there's something wrong with them. They're in pain or something. <laughs> They've got something wrong with them. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, that's the first thing. You know, once you're feeling mm-hmm. fit and, 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 and get out there, and, of course, what need I mention that people should be out moving at, at a certain age, right? No matter what you do, yeah, exactly. if you stretch a little bit, you've got to move physically. That is so yeah, critical. and I, I I try to give older people advice. I said, uh, you know, if you're living alone, you you need to get out, you need to move, you need to exercise, and if you need any kind of a companion companionship, there you can always adopt or a pet. You know that that That's gets right. them out. That's that gets right. Them to walking, exercising, and that kind of thing. You know, and and you can right, also right. meet other pet owners as you're walking your pet. Oh, that's one of my. That's one of the, on my list of what I meet people is uh, dog tracks mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and parks. While you're <laughs> walking your pet, uh, is is quite a great a great way to meet other people. You know, if you get yourself out. And also, just a, a hint for people that are living in apartment buildings and condos, uh, the rules mm-hmm. have relaxed tremendously for therapy uh, animals now. So I think that people should take advantage of this, although, you know, it's some people do complain about it, but you do have a, um, in most states, I think, and in most, in most buildings, you do have some leeway about keeping pets when they say that there's a pet policy. The fact that it is a therapy, an emotional yeah. therapy, support animal. That, that, that's true, you know, because I live in an area where there's a lot of buildings, a lot of condos, and, right. and w- there was a time when the building actually didn't allow pets into the building, but now they do because they feel it's like, as you've said, it's kind of therapy to some of their older. Yeah. Uh, emotional support or, animal. You know. Right. You need yeah. to get uh, the, yeah. the animal has to be certified and you have to have a, a, a yes. note, usually from a physician of some sort that, uh, that confirms that you need this emotional therapy pet. So it's, uh, it's quite what I can see, at least in the state of Florida, it seems very easy to bring a dog or a cat into a building now that years ago was prohibitive. So you're saying that this uh, is a short piece. Uh, you just decided against actually writing a whole novel? Well, you know, because I was going to self-publish, I wanted to get the, uh, the yeah. novella out with the dating guide, and then maybe the dating guide will morph into something bigger. That's probably the idea. Yeah. So I wanted to frame it with a an actual – this is based on, by the way, a real matchmaker and a team of experts that ran a dating uh, business back before the Internet age, actually. And I took their data – and their feed and all their feedback and uh, and put it into the guide and then based uh, loosely based it on a specific person. Uh, so I can't. This is not my story. This is somebody else's hybrid of a story and morphed into, as I said, a Grace and Frankie meets Golden Girls type of novella. How do you feel about it's, writing in general? Well, I have been doing it for a number of years. It's tough, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you sometimes yeah. you just have to get it get the story out there no matter what form it's in. Yeah. You have to decide. I also yeah. write, uh, write obviously, scripts, and so you have to say, is this a book? Is it a TV? Is it a feature film? Is it a short film? Is it a sketch? You know, is it just something, you know, that I just want to write for myself? So you have to kind of but decide you what you want to do with it. Yeah, but you do enjoy it. Well, yeah, I mean, you have, you have, you have to because you get so yeah. many rejections. I could probably yeah. paper, wallpaper yeah. several houses with the rejections I've had yeah. in my lifetime. You have to really love it. And, and, and not give up. I always tell people don't give up. Just yeah. keep writing 
and don't give up because it's your passion. You need to follow it. Yeah. And you need to find something to write about you, something that's interesting because I'm That's right. Well, it'll spark you. Yeah. And even people at this yeah. at a certain age, by the way, should be writing off their life stories for their for their yeah. uh, grandchildren and their great grandchildren. Yeah. They should be um they should be tape they could tape record it. You could write it down. Now the software is such that you can you can you can um speak into the word uh, uh, software and it'll type for you. So there's no excuse yeah, for not getting down your, bio, your autobiography. That's right. Yeah, speaking to the speaker and then it winds up on the screen. That's right. With some yeah, with some errors, yeah. but it's usually yeah. the basis is of, is of there, and you could go back and <laughs> yeah. I know I don't have some yeah. funny funny spellings, but there's really these with technology where it is today. There's no you know you could videotape yeah. yourself even with your telephone, telling your life story. Yeah. You could do it on your laptop. Yeah. You can there's all sorts of methods which didn't exist years ago, you know to. Um, you know, to tape record, uh, to record something, you know, for posterity and get your, and virtually people think they don't have funny stories about their life, but they do. And about their family. I'm one for reaching into my, um, my family history. And, and I've written many, I've published many short stories about my family uh, based on, you know, interesting incidents. And, and everybody's got a story. Everybody's family has yeah, a story. Every, and, and should, yeah. every individual out here has a life story, whether they put it down on paper right. or no matter, you know, you have a life story. I mean, I've done my life story, you know, Good. and That's great. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah um, memoir. Yeah. And it was fun. That's right. It was. And. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't want to do it because it was too painful, but I knew as a writer, I'm, I was going to have to do it one day. And uh, I right. was the reason why I didn't do it then, I was afraid of upsetting people in the family. And uh, after a while, I didn't care anymore. I just wanted to get it out of no, my No, I know. Sister, it's, cause, but it's, know? Cathartic. it's cathartic because then you could just move on and process it and then, you know, and, and, yeah. and go forward. I think that's really – my first book that was published by a publisher, by the way, uh, was called Matched in Heaven, was actually pretty autobiographical about very painful experiences. And I changed the names in there, but they were it was it was yeah, uh, yeah. it was it was loosely based. I thought I so I gave it to all the relatives, and I was waiting for people like not to speak to me anywhere, <laughs> but everybody still speaks to me. Yeah, so, um, they know who they are. <laughs> that's right, they know. I was it was very loosely uh, loosely camouflaged some of these characters in the book, and so uh, I was yeah. waiting, and and so far, unless of course it wasn't plain enough that I was calling them all sorts of you know. <laughs> names and and accusing them of certain things but so it seems uh, all is forgiven all is forgiven i yeah. guess you know in the name of art yeah in the name of yeah <laughs> right all, all right name, yeah, but i think okay angela page on the george wilder jr show where can we find this novel Suddenly Single sylvia is on amazon it's yeah. uh at, to this okay. month it's 99 cents on kindle and uh, nine ninety five for a uh, paperback. Okay, and you give can me the see that there's a I'm suddenly, <laughs> suddenly single okay. Sylvia. Single, okay. Sylvia. All right, I got it. All right, suddenly single Sylvia by yes. uh, Angela Page. All right. Uh, okay, we're just about done here. Is there anything you you would like to say that you haven't said already? Well, I just said that for you, for anybody, you know, in the boomer senior category, you've got it. You can yeah. you can dust yeah. yourself off, get yourself out there because you're going to find something special. Exactly. Angela, thanks for being on the show. 
Thanks, George. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. All right, Angela Page on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Make sure you run by that uh, uh, Amazon and get her short story, Suddenly Single Sylvia, on the George Wilder Jr. Show. And we will be right back. This is the Dollamore Daily, and I'm Jesse Dollamore. Well, today, Donald Trump continued his obsessive assault on anything and everything Barack Obama accomplished during the eight years he served this country as president of the United States. This morning, it was announced that equality and freedom of speech, among many other fundamental concepts, do not matter to Donald Trump's Federal Communications Commission. Net neutrality is being scrapped and massive power is being transferred. So far, the yes, only person who's given a full account of what the president said yesterday is the one Democrat who was president, who was present, Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, a leading advocate for Dreamers and other immigrant groups. In a series of press appearances this morning, Durbin recounted exactly what happened inside the Oval Office. The president came into the Oval Office and Senator Lindsey Graham and I made our presentation. As Senator Graham made his presentation, the president interrupted him several times with questions and in the course of his comments uh, said things which were hate-filled, vile, and racist. We have a group that have temporary protected status in the United States because they were the victims of crises and disasters and political upheaval. The largest group is El Salvador, and the second is Honduran, and the third is Haitian. And when I mentioned that fact to him, he said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians? And then he went on when we started to describe the immigration from Africa that was being protected in this uh, bipartisan measure. That's when he used these vile and vulgar comments, calling the nations they come from shitholes. The exact word used by the president, not more, not just once, but repeatedly. My colleague, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, spoke up and made a direct comment on what the president said. I was very proud of him. It took courage for what he did. And um, I made my own comments in response to it, but for him to confront the president as he did, uh, literally sitting next to him, took extraordinary political courage and I respect him for it. He said, put me down for wanting more Europeans to come to this country. Why don't we get more people from Norway? That was exactly what the president said. I'm joined now by Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California. So, Congresswoman, you have Dick Durbin saying that when uh, immigration from Haiti or the TPS situation from Honduras and Haiti and El Salvador was described, Donald Trump said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians uh, on the question of Africa? He called those nations shitholes. That was exact word used by the president, per Lindsey Graham. And then uh, the last bit here, Donald Trump saying, put me down for wanting more Europeans to come for this country. Your thoughts, Congresswoman? Well, you know, I have called him uh, what I know him to be for a long time. Uh, remember some time ago I called him scumbag? 
Uh, I've called him a racist, deplorable, despicable, uh, added to what others are calling him, a moron, ignorant, on and on and on. The United <laughs> States of America is represented by the most despicable human being that could possibly ever walk the earth. I don't know when Americans are going to tire of this lying man. Uh, it has been documented that he has told over 2,001 lies since he has been in office. He named calls. He basically disparaged a United States congresswoman and basically said she would do anything for a contribution. Talked about, as you know, during the campaign, grabbing women by their private parts. What more do we need to see or hear from this <laughs> racist man? Not only is he racist, uh, he is an embarrassment uh, for this country. Our allies are quickly moving away from him. What are we waiting for? He is basically bringing this country down. And for all of those Republicans on the other side who stand with him, who claimed to have been patriotic, they are not patriotic. They are with not the guts to stand up or they join him as racist. And so I, I have known this. Uh, and I've called for his impeachment over and over again. I've been criticized for it, but I don't know what else we need to say about him. I know a lot of people are saying, let's see what Mueller is going to do. Is he going to connect the dots? Well, this man has obstructed justice right before our very eyes. We keep hearing about all of these meetings and connections with the Russians uh, by his family and others. I simply believe that not only has he colluded, and of course he has obstructed justice, but his character is such that the United States and the citizens of this country, rather, should not be willing to tolerate. He's a bad image for our children, and he should be impeached. We should move him out of office. The American citizens who are fed up with him are looking for Congress to take responsibility and do what we must do and impeach him. Get rid of him. Get him out of here. And, and you know, Congressman, you, you've hit on a point because when you say how much more can we tolerate, and you know, I think all those of us who are in this business hear from people all the time, what can we do? And it, the, the truth is that only Congress can rein in a president of the United States and that impeachment or censure has to begin in the House of Representatives. I want to play you two pieces of sound from the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, and the way he reacted to Donald Trump's racism back on the campaign trail and the way that he reacted to what we just learned that the president said um, in the Oval Office. And this was, these are those two things. And this was, the yes. first one is June 2016. Here you go. Claiming a person can't do the job because of their race is sort of like the textbook definition of a racist comment. I think that should be absolutely disavowed. It's absolutely unacceptable. First thing that came to my mind was very unfortunate, um, unhelpful. Um, whether you're coming from Haiti, we've got great friends from Africa in Janesville uh, who are doctors who are just incredible citizens. And uh, I just think it's important that we celebrate that. First piece of sound was when uh, Donald Trump disparaged Judge Curiel, saying that he's Mexican, therefore he can't judge uh, a case against Donald Trump. What do you make of, of, of the declination of Paul Ryan's outrage from June of 2016 to today? Well, evidently, uh, he is not a real leader. Uh, and I wish I could say he didn't have the courage of his convictions, because I don't know if he has any. Uh, but I know this. 
history will not be kind to him, uh, to these Republicans, and to those who are basically standing by him, embracing him. As far as I'm concerned, they're confirming uh, that they're just as bad as he is. And so for Paul Ryan, uh, who is supposed to be a leader, who, you know, occupies the speakership uh, for the Congress, for the House of Representatives, he is irresponsible. <laughs> he is not providing leadership. He's not doing his job. We need to get rid of him also. And, and, and Congresswoman John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, of course, civil rights legend John Lewis, is not going to be going, he says, to the State of the Union. Are you going to go? Oh, no. You know, I didn't go to the inauguration. I didn't go to, um, you know, the joint session that was held after that. I don't intend to go to this one. Why would I take my time to go and sit and listen to a liar, to someone who lies in the face of facts, who's someone who can change their tune day in and day out. What does he have to say that I would be interested in? I don't trust him, I don't appreciate him, and I wouldn't waste my time sitting in that house listening. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. It is all about making the world a better place Join me.
on getting jittery. They've just, uh, Paul Ryan is, is quoting and saying George Wilder here, Jr. show is now on the air. It is All right, all- that's enough, George. Okay, uh, this is Paul Ryan. Republicans need to pay special attention to Democrats' big special election win. Okay, in Wisconsin, Democrat uh, Patty uh, Schaffner, Schaffner, I can't pronounce the last name, won a state Senate race in a district that was that Donald Trump handily won. This is a Donald Trump district, and Republicans are losing. Democrats are taking over. The blue wave is starting to is starting now. Remember Virginia, New Jersey, and, and some of these other local houses. These some of these districts, Republicans are losing, and now they're saying to their own party, "Wake up, wake up." It's too late. I mean, the the only way the Republicans may, the only way they may stay alive is to impeach Donald Trump. He's the one that's dragging them down because he is an awful president, and they are aiding and abetting this guy. America knows that. So, what we're trying to do now, we coming leading up to to uh, November sixteenth. November 2018, sorry, November 6, 2018, we're going to try and turn every state blue. Republicans will not own anything. Let's turn it blue. Let's vote, 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 vote in massive uh, attendance. Bring everybody you can to the polls on November 6, 2018, sister, brother, uh, uncle, friend, <laughs> you know, as long as they're able to vote and can vote and have identification, because you never know, we have to vote these scoundrels out of office. And the Republicans are scared. They are panicky. They are worried like hell that they are going to be wiped the hell out. And they will be. They will be. They have a right to worry. And they deserve to be kicked out on their asses. They deserve every bit of it because they set back. Congress, the Republicans in Congress are sitting back, letting this man destroy and embarrass this country more as they defend him. They defend something that's indefensible. So they ought to be worried. They really should be. And this is uh, this is coming from uh, Wisconsin. Democrats scored a major upset victory Tuesday when they won a state house race in a district that Donald Trump easily carried in 2016, in the 2016 presidential election. Yeah, he, he carried it all right. The Russians helped, helped him win, helped him win that. Some Republicans, including House Speaker Paul Ryan, acknowledged that it was a blow to their party. A blow. Every time a Democrat wins over a Republican in this day and age, it should be a blow. Remember the the Republicans they have been controlling the controlling basically almost everything since 2010. It's about time Democrats start waking up voting, but Donald Trump has really really uh galvanized people around the country. You've got people who were once Trump supporters voted for Trump uh, coming over, coming over to the Democratic side, but you never catch these jackass that jack, you never catch these jackasses 
acknowledging that. And Paul Ryan is act as if he's afraid. Yeah, you're going to be voted out, man. You go, this is your last term. You're out of there, Paul Ryan. You're done. This is, this is a guy who will not even show up at one of his town hall meetings because he doesn't give a damn about his constituency. He, he acts like he cares now because their asses are getting handed to them. It's going to be something come November 6, 2018, when we wipe them all out as they should be. Crooked, crooked liars. <laughs> I am so passionate, folks. Uh, if you're laughing out there, I'm laughing too. But anyway, this is serious, and we have to do something. Uh, getting these people out and uh, voting, voting in droves. Take, take everybody you know of voting age with a voting card, ID, and we're going to get these scoundrels out of here. We're going to turn everything blue. We're going to let the Republicans know that they cannot have, they cannot be warring with us because we're going to win. We're going to win this war. And, um, and we are, we are, we're going to take back and Donald Trump. I mean, this guy may be in, even if Donald Trump is still in during the midterms, uh, he will have uh, a democratic Senate and a democratic house, house of representatives. This is what he will have. He won't be able to willy nilly anything anymore. And if he and hopefully, but he'll still have his executive orders. He can still sign those. But I'm I'm thinking the Democrats may be able to override a lot of that stuff. You know, just like Donald Trump is trying to um, up in everything Obama has done, trying to take away that Obama never existed as president of the United States. The next president that goes in at office is going to do the same thing to Donald Trump. If we get a Senate and a House of Representatives, we can wipe away. We can uh, try to uh, undo some of the damage that Donald Trump has done to the United States and its credibility. Vote in another president so we'll have our allies back with us again because a lot of our allies, uh, the countries, the leaders of other countries, they're pulling away from the United States, not because of the, not because of Americans, but because of this buffoon and idiot and slob that we have in the office, that we have in office. And it's a shame. It's a shame. So uh, he's right to warn the Republicans, but it's not going to do any good. The damage has been done. As long as Donald Trump holds that office and, and as long as the Republicans are protecting him, lying for him, kissing his boots, kissing his butt. We know about it, and we're going to drive them out quickly. I don't want to see the Republicans voted out. I want to see them kicked out. I want to see them thrown out on their asses. And then maybe they'll realize that they cannot screw with the American people. We will come after you. We will come, but a lot of the Republicans have resigned. A lot of why have they resigned? They've gotten their tax cut. So they have, their pockets have been lined with cash through the tax cut Donald Trump signed into law about a month ago. Yeah, a tax cut. So they're deciding, well, they, they're going to uh, quit and retire with a big bank account. Don't believe that crap. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to spend more time with my family. 
he's going to spend more time with his cash, you know. And uh, it is a tsunami coming. It is a blue wave coming. And it's starting right now. And the Republicans are panicked. What can they do to try to turn this around? Nothing. Nothing. One of the things they may think that they can do to try to turn this around is impeach Donald Trump. It's something they're not going to do because they're afraid of Donald Trump. They want Donald Trump. Uh, they want Donald Trump to be still be president because they they're Donald Trump is too dumb to know that the Republicans, the Republicans in Congress are using him. They're using him to try to get their agenda through. And you got Republicans saying, well, we're not going to impeach Donald Trump right now. We're going to see, wait and see what their investigations turn out to be. Donald Trump needs to be impeached immediately, regardless of the investigations, which will probably, which will probably find him guilty anyway. This man is a racist. What kind of language like, what kind of language? That's not the right kind of language you use in the White House, the Oval Office, cursing like a street thug. That's not uh, presidential. But so many of his uh, supporters are saying and, and defenders are saying, well, he uses flowery language. He did curse. What the hell are you doing that kind of language in the, in the people's house, in our house, in the White House? Get your ass out of there. I'm like Maxine Waters. Get his butt out of there. He will continue. As long as Donald Trump is still in office, he will continue to be an embarrassment, a stain on the United States. And he will still be a liar. He's still going to lie. And he's still going to send people out all around the TV circuit, the talk show circuit, to lie for him. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, the moderators, the questioners are not going to have it. I've seen it with Don Lemon. I've seen it with another, uh, a few other uh, talk show hosts on cable. They're not having it. They're kicking these people. They're kicking these people off their shows. I mean, if you come in and try to take over the show, or say what you want to say, or try to divert uh, from what's really being talked about, or pivot, or as they call it, they're going to get their answers thrown out the show and be embarrassed. And that's what the moderators. Uh, and questioners of these uh, talk shows have been doing. And I'll do it too. Uh, somebody come on my show, one of these Donald Trump circuits come on my show and try to take it over, screaming, louding, talking over me, lying, you know, cut the buttons, click click the off button, get them off. Because they have to remember that is your show. They are on your show to be interviewed. They are there to to answer questions. You are not there to answer their questions on your show. And I've seen so much of this. All right, I want to thank my guest, Angela Page, for being on the show. And make sure you pick up her book, Suddenly, Suddenly Single Sylvie. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I think it's a lot, of, a lot of great advice there for seniors. And uh, Suddenly Sylvia, Suddenly Single Sylvia, Suddenly Single Sylvia, three S's. I'm having problems with three S's. Suddenly, single Sylvia. Okay, check it out. I'm going to check it out. All right. Uh, be kind to one another out there. We're, we've got about 20 more, more minutes left in the show, but I want to do this. Be kind to one another. A friend is not someone who calls to ask for money. A friend is someone who calls to ask you how are you doing because they uh, treasure your friendship. No Hate has no home here. Don't, don't. 
try it with the George Wilder Jr. Show. All righty. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. And uh, we will be right back. We're going to take this quick musical break. Once it's over, we're back. The George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived. White House efforts to restrict testimony. 
the White House is trying uh, to stop Bannon from testifying. Now, why would the White House, when I say the White House, I'm talking about uh, Donald Trump, his goons, uh, Sarah Sanders, Huckabee Sanders, these folks are, are trying to tell Steve Bannon to shut up, don't say nothing. Now, we all know that that's been going on for a long time, uh, a gag order. We know that that's been going on a, on a long time. White House is instructing some witnesses in Congress, Russia investigation to limit their testimony. Ain't that a, this is obstruction of justice. Every time Donald Trump or somebody in his circle opens their mouth about the Russia investigation, it's obstruction right in your face. Obstruction of justice right in your face. If Donald Trump denies uh, 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 obstruction of justice, he's lying. He's been denying it for a long time, but every time he comes out and try to, tries to interfere in, in the FBI investigation into Russia meddling, of the 2016 election, it's obstruction of justice. And he's doing it again. He's just, a few days ago when uh, uh, Bannon was subpoenaed, it was obstruction of justice. Now he's trying to obstruct Bannon from talking to Robert Mueller, the special counsel into Russia meddling in, of the 2016 election. It's just awful. This man and his, this man and his, inner circle are guilty as hell. Donald Trump, Donald Trump should be taken out of the White House in handcuffs, straight to jail. He's a crook. He's a liar. He, he, he's a bigot. He's a racist. He's just a nasty, vile person, and he's taken America down with him. This is a sad uh, time in, in, in America. It really is. It really is. When the president of the United States obstructs justice every time he opens his mouth. And whether, I don't know what Steve Bannon is going to say to Mueller, Mueller. I don't know what he's going to say. But apparently the White House is scared shitless of what he is going to say. Trying to gag him, muzzle him. The White House is not the law. The Department of Justice is the law. Bob Mueller is the law. The FBI, that's the law. <laughs> Trump cannot control the FBI. He wants to. He thinks because he's president, he's king. He's an emperor. He's not. And it's just a shame that this guy, and it's breaking news. It's breaking news that the, uh, the White House is basically trying to obstruct justice again with Bob Mueller asking uh, Bannon about questions. And what I, and what I read el earlier is that Bannon is going to co cooperate. This time, this time he's going to answer questions. Last time they gagged him, and he admitted it was the White House who did not want him to talk. But this time with a special counselor, uh, counsel, Bob Mueller, he says he's going to spill the beans. And the White House is scared shitless. This is, this is why they're telling him, shut up, don't say anything. These people, <laughs> these people are so damn guilty. It just, it's a shame. They are so guilty. They should, they, he should, Rob, Bob Mueller should take 
each and every one of them clowns out of the White House and in Congress and lead them straight to the penitentiary because that's where they belong. That is where they belong. John Kelly, he's, I mean, we, we all thought he was a stand-up guy. Uh, he's the chief of staff for uh, Donald Trump. He's an asshole. He's a liar. He's a thug. Okay, it says here, and it's, these are live updates. It says the DACA deal will not happen Friday. That means, the White House says this. This is what Donald Trump says. He said it will not happen Friday. So if the DACA deal doesn't happen Friday, that means that over 8,000 or more DREAMers will be deported. They will have to leave the United States. And also on top of that, there will be a government shutdown. This is what we get from the Republicans. This is what we get. And they're blaming Democrats. Both sides are blaming each other for the government shutdown. Both sides are blaming each other for the uh, DACA deal collapsing. So, you know, this is bad for the Americans. This is bad for us that we got jackasses in our government who are hurting America. Okay, today... All right, these are live updates. Shutdown. Congress needs to reach a spending deal by Friday to avoid a government shutdown on the one-year anniversary of Trump's presidency. Democrats says a DACA fix is a huge part of the negotiations. And if, you know, a DACA fix, that means that they want the DREAMers to remain in the United States. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen because we know, we know that um, Trump is not going to buy it. Okay. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Jeff Flake, the retiring senator, Republican senator. He can't stand Trump either. Jeff Flake criticizes the president's attacks on truth, on the truth and from the Senate floor today. Yeah, I've uh, heard that. and And it was awesome. He's a Republican. He's the only Republican that I know that is fully standing up against this piece of manure that we have in the White House. Okay, so uh, that's what it's all about, folks. It, it's 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 not good. But uh, the George Wanda Truly Show. We have about six more minutes into the show. I want to say thanks to my guest Angela Page, and make sure you go pick up her book, Suddenly Single Sylvia. It's about um, basically the premise is is. Uh, getting older people to date again, you know, so it might be something you want to look into. Anyway, uh, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, uh, broadcasting live from Chicago. We're just about off the air. We've got about how many more minutes? Maybe five, six, seven or something to that effect. But anyway, uh, what's going on in our country is just phenomenal. Okay, this says SEAL is under some guy named SEAL under investigation for alleged sexual battery. What else is new? <laughs> what else is new? Oh, we got a lot of freaks in Hollywood. What else is new? All right. I, I just loved having Maxine Waters on the show. We have that clip here. And uh, and whenever I feel like, whenever I want to be vindicated on something that I've said about Trump, I just, you know, play her, put that clip up here. 
and I feel <laughs> I don't feel so bad then because she makes she does make me feel vindicated of of saying something and it's it's just uh, she's just phenomenal and she she hates Trump there is no doubt about it she just hates him uh, I used to think uh, um. Anna Navarro, she used to really, really blast Trump. I mean, she and she was a Republican, right? Uh, she used to blast the hell out of Trump, and I got a few, a few of her things up here too, so we'll play those. But um, you know, I think she's trying. I think in some ways she's siding with Trump because she's a Republican, but she doesn't agree with agree with a lot of the things that she he says. She, he says, "Boy, am I stuttering?" All righty. Maybe that's because of the flu. Uh, the flu is uh, upon me. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it won't kill me like so many, like so many other people. It has killed a lot of people. Um, this has been one harsh winter. It's been cold, um, and a lot of people have expired from. A lot of young people. I was I was surprised to, to hear that a lot of young young people passed away. From having the flu, a lot of them walk outside. They are they are outside all the time. They they may not be dressed properly for the weather, and uh, you have to dress properly for this weather. Weather, you know, it, it's 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 dangerous. It will kill you. And a lot of young people have passed away because they refuse to. Well, anyway, I'm just assuming this, but I do see a lot of people uh, walking out here in this uh, uh, harsh weather, barely have anything on. And they don't cover their heads, you know, uh, trying to be cute. But you can't be cute out here in 20 below zero weather. You have to kind of cover up. And, um, you know, just just that's just a heads up from from uh, the George Wilder Jr. show. Like I said, we're just about off the air. We will be back here tomorrow. And um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the show today, make sure you podcast the show, uh, download it and listen, because there's always something here that can be educational. People can learn stuff. I learn stuff all the time. And I love learning things. Even at this late age, I learn a lot of stuff. And I'm and I feel good learning it. Okay. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show. And thanks for out there. Thanks for all your input. Thanks for your your kind words about the show and myself. It is always appreciated.